You're listening to Were You Still Talking? Sure. I keep it, I might not. Sure. Never know what I keep. Let's see. Um, oh, yeah, so I'll do a quick intro and just wait till I ask you a question um, and then start blabbing. All right. All right, so welcome back. Today I'm in the studio. I have Cameron Lindsay. He's actually related to my last guest. He's what I refer to as a young person because he's less than half of my age. I uh, taught him drums just a couple years ago, like 10, and he's grown 100 feet since then, at least 10 years. We'll just say 10. Uh, and then, uh, so he is uh, now a college student. He has traveled all over the world. At least he's lived in Hawaii for a minute. And um, he's has some thoughts about maybe starting a podcast one day. So we might talk about that. But uh, first of all, I'm going to ask him, are you fucking crazy? Am I crazy? Uh, yeah, I saw a post you posted uh-huh. recently uh-huh. about a certain television show. You're right. Okay. So I hope all of your 10,000 followers have seen it. My 10,000. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, sooner or later, hopefully it'll be 10,000. But right now it's on Facebook, if that's what you're referring to. Yeah, I'm referring to the uh, the got. Yeah. The got. You right. got me on that mm-hmm. one. I almost, I almost chimed in and I said, oh, screw it. If his friends don't. Well, I knew cry. we were gearing up for the pod, and I kind of, mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know, in the back of my head, I was kind of hoping you would chime in a little bit just to give us a little bit of a, all right, of a, of a, of a, of a, a pre, I don't know, pre conversation to start with, but here we are. So, well, I'll chime in before it posts. Sure. Before the podcast is out. Sure. I was just going to say, I'm glad I watched the show or I'd have to kill you. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny. It's not like you gave away the ending or, oh, yes, you did. Yeah, I did. Well, here's the thing. So um, I guess there was a little bit of like a, a, I don't know, like some sort of twisted kind of screwed up point of view from from where I'm coming from because I have actually been behind the entire time. And mm-hmm. I started watching the show about uh, three months ago. Um, I picked up, I watched the first season probably two years ago, and then I knew that the last season was coming up. So uh, I picked up from the second season and, and crushed it in about two and a half months, but I landed just short of the finale. So the finale for me came a few days later. Anyways, pretty much everything had been spoiled for me. Oh, so I felt okay. like, yeah, you know, I, selfishly, I felt like I had to kind of stab the world. What back. the hell? Yeah. I'm going to spoil it for anyone else who exactly. hasn't seen it. Hurt, I mean, I hurt people, yeah. hurt people, right? hurt people. So. And uh, yeah, the the few people I know who haven't seen the finale mm-hmm. and are thinking of watching it, they're they haven't even started watching it. So by the time they get there, they'll know they'll not even know who who that is. They'll be totally yeah. lost again. Well, and see, they're doing it right because they'll be it totally was lost. I. I did it probably the worst way you possibly can where I didn't wait for the last season to end before I decided to start watching or catch up. So it's kind of like you should probably oh, do it one way or the other where you should just right. wait for all the spoilers to kind of chill yeah. and then begin the show, you know? Yeah. Whereas like I kind of got right in the middle there where I watched uh, as the I was, as the last season was airing, I was watching season six and seven. So any, you know... Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So any commercial okay. or banner thing I saw on Twitter or Facebook or whatever really just really ruined the last season for me as it was. Oh, that um, sucks. Because, yeah, yeah I, but I, I, I was shocked how few people 
told me anything because I was in the same boat. I watched, well, I didn't have HBO because it's ridiculously expensive. So yeah, I um, at the time that season eight came out, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and watch seven and remember what the hell's going on. And then maybe I'll figure out what, and then I'll just order it for a month because now I can order it for a month, which is yeah. cool. So um, about... I think two shows into the season, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm, I got to watch this. I got to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry. That's not true. It was six shows in. There was already six available. And I was really shocked how few people had thrown spoilers out there. And then now that the show's over, I um, followed uh, Dinklage on, uh, not Twitter, what's the, uh, Instagram. Instagram. And I'm like, you asshole. Yeah. I mean, he gives away everything. Yeah. I mean, but isn't, yes. isn't that Tyrion, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that kind of is. I guess that's yeah. true. Isn't, it, I mean, come it's, on. It's kind of is. If you're, no, if that's you're a good point. Well, if you're in that's character a good for point. that long, don't you kind of become yeah. that person? I, I mean, guess I guess you would. Yeah. We saw what happened a little with Heath Ledger, so. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Not to sour our conversation or anything. <sighs> He would have been great in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, kind of back to that though. Um, yeah, if if that does spoil it for anyone, then I'm sorry. But at the same time, if you're hopping on Facebook, Twitter, whatever during you know the airing or the you know post airing of a f- finale, I think that uh, it, it's kind of fair game. You have to know that there's probably going to be spoilers out there. I could have put a little bit of a spoiler alert, you know, asterisk asterisk, but um, once uh, once someone sees game of thrones they should probably just keep scrolling and close their eyes they should yeah it's a i've good been point. doing it the past yeah. few months so. i guess my friends are just nice because they've all yeah. they've all made it I, very although well actually now that i've it's interesting because when i i've read posts and thought well that doesn't give anything away now that i've watched it i i know oh that did give something away but yeah. it didn't matter because yeah. i didn't know at the time and yeah uh, i was very it's interesting i've got a, a guy i work with who uh He'll never want. He'll never listen to this, so I can talk about him. He uh, he's a fanatic. He yeah. read the books, yeah, and so he's one of these guys that I'm sure would sign or have signed the petition to redo season eight. Okay. He knew every piece of history. He knew everything about it. I could not even keep up with this conversation. Yeah, and uh, you know, so he he was like, it's funny because he was saying everything that was wrong with season eight, and I was like, so why did you watch it? Oh, I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, because I didn't read the books, and I'm not. It, boy, I thought it was fine. I yeah, thought it was incredible. Well, season eight. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I it, mean, it's still quality viewing, right? It's still quality viewing. I thought yeah. the third and the fifth episode, both of the wars, first the one at Winterfell, and then the one at King's Landing. Uh, I thought the both those episodes were freaking great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love. I, it, as messed up as it is, I love how Danny ended up burning the, you know, the capital and kind of uh, fulfilling her her father's vision of the Mad King, you know, and how he was going to go. The whole- right, yeah, and I heard about. I was very, I I wasn't sure about that, but yeah, and, you know, it does make sense. It did, yeah, yeah. She definitely was, and she was losing her sanity as right. time went. You know, and her two two of her kids were just killed. Mm-hmm. They were murdered by the people. The, you know, she was blaming everyone yeah. for those two murders. So, yeah. W- yeah, what I didn't get is why she didn't burn Cersei. 
Because it's like, did yeah. she not see her standing there? That was, well, like, that I was guess. just kind of one of the, the but, few, I, what I thought were like gaping plot holes in yeah. the, um, for, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, well, apparently it goes along with the book. Sure. There, there's but a description the, in the book of how they're found. And so that's why, I guess, that's yeah, why, I, I, that's what I found out from my workmate. I don't know a darn thing about it. I should ask you and see if you agree with this. Um, I was kind of thinking about this in depth the other night after the watched the episode, but um, kind of felt like, you know, it, I feel like so many shows or movies can can really disappoint book readers, but books rarely, if ever, disappoint movie or show watchers. Like no one ever really watches the show or the movie. And then goes and reads the book and say, wow, the book really screwed this up in the movie. This is what happened, you know? And that might be because uh, the the filming normally comes after the book is written or whatever. But um, that's why, you know, credit to my mother, who was just on the show last week. Um, credit to her. She always, she always, always, whatever it is, she'll watch it first and then read the book afterwards. Because she feels like you can kind of only go up from there. That is, that, I think that's really really good advice for any anybody and if you have read the book just realize the movie is not that i saw an, an interview with one of my favorite authors john grisham who mm-hmm. recent just kind of recently i got into and um he was talking about um he never is upset w- with his, with the movies that are made from his books because when he get when he sells them he walks away yeah he's like that's not my book anymore yeah that's their movie right it's it's a whole different thing and it more people need to realize that and have that attitude it's like no that's not the book yeah right now i'm watching catch 22 on uh hulu mm-hmm. and um they made a movie of this book in the 70s i think and the original movie is really good mm-hmm. so i was very kind of scratching my head it's an incredible book um and a several other phrases come from the book besides catch 22 but uh i was very i was very nervous about how they would do with the and it's amazing yeah it's amazing yeah have Good. you heard of that catch 22 faintly okay maybe. yeah worth a watch yeah worth I, a look i know i've heard a lot about john grisham and uh i, I mean somebody i gotta check out you know oh john grisham yeah he's another amazing he did um there's only a f- only a handful. He's one of these guys that writes like mad. He's he's <laughs> he's only writes half as many books as uh, Stephen King, but still, okay. you know, writes a lot of books. Well, so he writes about uh, a thousand books a year. Then, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Not two thousand. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how anyone can write that much and still have you know put out quality books. Yeah, and they're not all quality, but mostly well, mostly really amazing. So there's just one something I kind of wanted to jump back to and mention. Though you mentioned the um, HBO subscription dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I actually have my, my best buddy, Zach, I have his subscription and he just gives me his password, you know? And, oh, you, you don't know, want to say that on a podcast. Oh, well, 15 other people already have it. So you don't um, want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> just don't say his last name. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine by me. <laughs> they, they might come over, come after your friend. What'd you say his name was? Yeah, Tim? right. Tim? Yeah. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I mean, I, I've a... ran it by him a couple of times, but that, <laughs> I mean, that is, that password's long gone, man. That's definitely the way yeah. to get HBO, in my opinion. I think I'm really pissed at entertainment companies for overpricing themselves so much. I, yeah. I think they're, I don't know what their deal is. Um, but they have and, no, they have no rules saying you can't, you know, pass along a password to somebody else for the, oh yeah, they if, do. 
It doesn't seem like it. I mean, if you read their what's something called a user agreement that no one reads, okay, then they do. All yeah. right. That's yeah. that's what I've that's never, something called uh, those, so. that's copyright infringement in reality. Yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah, people don't read user agreements, so yeah. they don't know. That is not actually legal. But we won't okay. worry about that. All right. What the hell? We're rebels. Yeah. Um so actually you don't have ten thousand social media followers, but you have uh, almost eight hundred on Facebook. Uh, yeah, that's okay. a lot. Half of those are bots. That seems oh, okay. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know. I I feel <laughs> you like you say hello to every you say yes to every bot. one one in every or sorry, three out of every four uh friend requests I get now is some person I've never heard of. Oh, and you just take you just take them all. Whatever. Well, I said yeah. I, I guess I started not doing that because mm-hmm. of experience where, um, I, you know, at first I wondered, well, is this somebody that I just met in crossing and don't remember their name or whatever? But, uh, it's pretty easy to sniff out now if you go to their profile and see they have six friends and right. five of those people are people you also know. Um, it's kind of a telling sign that this person probably doesn't actually exist. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just interesting. <clears throat> um, it's a good, uh, if you do want to start a podcast though, that's a, that it's good to have 700 friends. It's a good place to start. Yeah. And you have, you know, you have somebody to, to uh, promote it to. Whether and, that's 700 you know, people who actually would give half a shit and listen to what I have to say, it's a different conversation. But I mean, at least they're well, there, you know. Even, every time you post on Facebook, if you have 700 people, it probably goes out to about 30 uh-huh. I have 200 people, but I know them all so that I connect with them more. So I probably get about 15 to 20 people who see my posts. That's right. why, I, and that's why someone like, if, uh, you know, someone like yourself who interacts with me, you'll see every single post right. that I post, but most people don't. That's why I'm trying to, mm-hmm. to post. I feel like I'm overposting about the podcast, but um, probably not to most people. Uh, yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, from my what we have a two weeks history of being friends yeah. at best, so I haven't at I, best I, I haven't noticed that you've been posting too much. I don't yeah. know. I think. Oh, okay. And in those two weeks, it, I wouldn't yeah, say so. good. I'll keep yeah. doing it. I'll post more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, um. Oh, so have you? You've listened to half a podcast? Yeah, I listened to half of my mom's, and then she got home, and I don't think she. Uh, wanted to re-listen to her own podcast, so I, oh, okay, I, I cut it. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But I'll probably check out the second half. Cool. So, what would your there. you were th- you're sort of toying with the idea of having a podcast? You said when you saw all this fancy equipment, and uh, again, I will re- uh, reiterate on the podcast, I have <clears throat> I have far more equipment than you need to do a podcast because I'm a drummer and I have. a 16 channel board, which is totally unnecessary. But anyhow, what would your podcast be about? Um, well, okay, so I, uh, when I got home from Hawaii, I decided that I wanted to finish out school, and I declared as a journalism student, um, kind of following in the same footsteps as a few of my friends, but um, also, I, I don't know, I, I have an interest in broadcasting. I started listening to podcasts myself a few years ago, um, and I'm somebody who is, you know, I'm genuinely passionate about the things that I do in my everyday life, whether that's music or watch TV, I'm very much into sports. Um, increasingly, just kind of getting more and more into science and you know further learning. And so, and and I'm kind of a yapper. I really like to uh, kind of run my mouth and talk a lot. And I thought, you know, there's lots of conversations where I'd find myself kind of talking too much or 
least feeling like I'm talking too much. And I realize some people don't enjoy uh, holding out conversations sometimes as long as I do. And so I thought, well, you know, I might as well start recording what I have to say and then just kind of see where this goes. And um, but anyways, I thought it could kind of intertwine with my studies of journalism. I'm going to kind of once I pop over to U of O and um, hopefully get accepted into the school, I'm going to kind of focus on the broadcasting side of things. And so um, I just think just trying things out, um, you know, you don't it's just, life is just kind of trial and error. And the more and more that you kind of just investigate different ideas that you have, I think eventually you'll find some gold. So um, broadcasting is something that I definitely want to at least try out on my own just to kind of get a feel for if it's, you know, something that uh, I would want to do for the rest of my life or not. That's awesome. You actually, you have a great voice for podcasting. I mean, mm-hmm. you have a good voice for, for broadcasting. I appreciate and, that. Yeah, absolutely. And um the great thing about podcasts is that you can do it for free, although I am spending money because <laughs> yeah, I can see that it happens. Some well, really nice stuff in here. Yeah. Oh, and well, a lot of that was money already spent. So, right. but if you went out and bought this, yeah, you'd be spending a lot of money, but I'm spending a little money to put my podcast on a hosting site, which is not necessary. You can actually do it for almost next to nothing. You do need a, a, a decent microphone at least. Uh, but there's even free, like I was showing you the Pro Tools software that I have. And, you know, if Pro Tools wants to sponsor me, I'll start talking about that more. But yeah, but uh, well, you can get free software to do the same thing, almost the same thing, not quite. But you can get, you know, for a podcast, especially if you do a podcast on your own um, and you just, you know, jabber about stuff you like there, it's pretty interesting. And um I ran into a friend that I hadn't seen for a long time and she heard I was doing a podcast and she listened to a podcast that's only, it's like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Guy does it every day, but he just does it for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I didn't really, I expected mine to be a 30 minute podcast, but most of them, because I'm getting such incredibly interesting people in here. Yeah. Most of them are going over, you know, if I have, uh, I could totally see doing more than an hour with, you know, if I have, um, I don't know, a big celebrity in here or something. Yeah. Um, I would try. I would try and get as much out of them as, as possible. I think um, it's I think it's better to let the conversation flow than to cut it off. Yeah, good. Me too. And I saw, I read an interesting um, blog about, it was by the, like, people who promote podcasts, and it said, how long should your podcast be? And the real answer was, well, as long as your guest is interesting, or as right. long as it's interesting. And mm-hmm. I thought, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. I think that sounds like if, a solid yeah, kind of rule. Yeah, if you're bored, it's time to end the podcast. Yeah. But, you know, if it's still an interesting conversation, that yeah, that seems like a really good Well, rule. I mean, isn't this just what we do regularly, except for, you know, we're right in front of a mic. Exactly. And it's sort of like, you yeah. know, there's conversations in real life, kind of, I think there's a, there's a mutual understanding of when they kind of get dull. And oh, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And they, yeah. And it's um, it's hard to know whether your listener will be interested or not. Um, I assume the, if they're listening to your podcast, they're probably semi-interested in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone in the world will be interested in my podcast because I say Joe Rogan. Right. And, I, and stuff like that. And Russell Brand. And yeah. so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you practice that, don't they, you? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I am trying to get a Russell Brand imitation going, but it's not happening yet. That's a tough if you, one. If you listen to the whole uh, 
whole series of podcasts. You'll hear hear me talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you're a sports fan. You're a big big Lakers fan. I see. Um. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I, I don't. I don't hate the Lakers. I mean, this is a this is a as somebody who uh, has kind of been tormented by the Lakers for the majority of my life um, in their success. Uh, I, it doesn't bother me to see that program in shambles right now. It's not yeah. hurting your feelings at all. No, not see really. I mean, yeah. they, you know, they need to go through some suffering. They, it's, it's, it's healthy for it's each time. fan to kind of suck it's, for a little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> we get a, as a Blazer fan, we get our fair share of that. Um, except for as of late with under the Damian Lillard brigade, um, we haven't been, uh, playing very bad and we've been actually having a lot of success. So it's kind of cool to see the, yeah. the script flipped a little bit there. Definitely. But, always, always good to see the Blazers do well. I'm actually a football. I watched the Niners, and you know, nice. I'm having some difficult years. Yeah, well, to they, say the well, least. Well, hell, they finally got difficult a good running back and quarterback, years. and they both, you know, tear their ACLs within the first few weeks. So, yeah, I mean, what yeah, and of? it's it's still, I it's kind of debatable how good the quarterback is. Yeah, it's, welcome it's, to a walk we'll in see. the Blazer neighborhood. And <laughs> exactly, talking about knees, man. <laughs> ah, yeah. So you played in high school? Did you play after that? Um, I actually didn't, um, my brother played at LCC and mm-hmm. did a really good job there. And, um, however, no, I didn't after high school, I didn't, um, play any actually organized basketball afterwards. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of a regret of mine. I mean, looking at, uh, I know some people, I played on a city league team this year and, uh, played with some, actually some, you know, some really, really talented kids, but, um, it, I didn't think that they're a ton better than I was, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's up for debate, but there wasn't too much of a gap there. And uh, the, both of them had played, uh, you know, at least community college basketball. So I kind of thought, well, if, geez, if they could have done it, then I probably could have done it too. So Yeah, well, that's great. Because that, that's what I was, was going to, that was going to be my next question. If you, is there still places to play? So there is, that's it's, cool. Yeah, well, it's not quite like, I, I wish basketball was more like baseball. Because baseball, there's tons of semi-pro leagues and stuff. And mm-hmm. um Another yeah. very, very close friend of mine just left to California to go play semi-pro baseball. And uh, he's kind of doing it just right out of college because he was just in Kansas playing college baseball. And now he's playing for a team in Monterey where it's kind of just like the community team and, you know, they pay him pretty much a tiny little bit of money mm-hmm. to play. But he still gets to play and compete. Like the M's? Yeah. So the, well, I'm the, always confused about the M's. Well, the M's are they... short season uh, single A baseball. And so okay. that's, that's, that's with the MLB though. So that's, mm-hmm. so there's short season, single A, and then long season, single A, and then there's double A, triple A majors. Oh, for the people listening to this in uh, Japan and Australia, <laughs> the M's is our local baseball team. That is our that, local baseball team. the baseball team, team won a Eugene, couple back, uh, back-to-back championships, I'm pretty sure. So. Right. They've done, yeah. They've right, done really well. watching them done, play. As soon yeah. as you stop watching. <laughs> So you lived in Hawaii for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Me and my uh, domestic partner, mm-hmm. we have dreams of moving to Hawaii. Why did you leave? Well, um, I have a friend who referred me to a youth hostel out there. And mm-hmm. um, I, I'd, I'd noticed other people kind of hopping on this trend where, they, you know, they, don't, they might not have a ton of money to spend, but they still want to get out there. And uh, she had told me that she, you know, had spent relatively very little money um but this this hostel kind of allows an opportunity where you know you 
talk to them and you say, you know, I'll give you 20 hours of work per week. And in exchange, they'll give you a, a bed and some food to eat. So um, I went ahead and contacted them and uh, it was kind of a piece of cake. They just said, yeah, come on out and, you know, we'll give you a bed and just clean up around here for 20 hours and you can stay here. And, you know, we have complimentary breakfast. Uh, there's farmer's markets for cheap food if, you know, you need your essentials, your uh, veggies and fruits. And so um, I was at a point where I was living in Portland and kind of just, you know, working in breweries, taverns, dispensaries, whatever. And uh, none of that was really doing it for me. So I just, you know, kind of said, fuck it and bailed. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. And yeah. oh, where were you? Were you on uh, Oahu? Uh, Kauai. Kauai. Yeah. Oh, okay. Town of Kapa. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Beautiful little town. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty special place in my heart. Yeah. 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 It's That's a very, very nice spot. Yeah. That's like all jungle, isn't it? That it's, island is mostly it's, jungle? It's very, very jungly. Yeah. It's, it's the Indiana Jones and the Jurassic Park Island. So. R- oh, right. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. They filmed a little bit of one of those. Oh, no. It was uh, Jurassic Park. They filmed like a scene on the Big Island. We go to the Big Island yeah. a lot. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So that's nice because you get, you can have uh, a wet jungle or you can have a dry sort of desert area. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I've I've been there too. And yeah, that's yeah, okay. kind of what I remember. The Kona side was kind of deserty and the Hilo side was a little bit more like Eugene where it's pretty much rainy all the time. And the nice thing about there is it's never really like, even if it's raining, it just feels like a warm shower. Yeah, I know. That's what, that's what I love about you Hawaii. You can go to the it's, beach it's on kind a rainy of, day. Uh, yeah, you keep, <laughs> right. You can go snorkeling when it's raining. It yeah. doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Uh, you can't see as well, but it's it's nice. We always went to the dry side because we're we're not big fans of the rain because we got spoiled living in yeah. Los Angeles. But it, you know, it's great to be able to do both, to be able to just go, you drive for like 37 minutes and you're in the jungle mm-hmm. and it's like the real, it's the jungle. You can get yeah. as deep as you want. Well, and yeah, exactly. And another reason why I really like Kauai is because I really hunted for that super, super islandy, true islandy feel. Mm-hmm. Um, the big island, that was, you know, it's it's a great place to be, but it didn't really feel like an island to me when I was on it because it it really covered a good amount of area. And what I loved about Kauai is like you can drive around the entire island in like a couple hours. Right. You know, maybe right. three hours. But that to me really had that true like remote island feel to it. Mm-hmm. And that is what, like, I love that you could just hike a peak and you could see a beach on the south and a beach on the north. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I want to check out all the other islands. I've only been to two of them. And yeah. one of them I went to when I was 19. Well, uh-huh. other, th- other than landing at the airports. But yeah. That's always nice, too, when you land there. And right. Like, Whoa, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. So I am, oh, I have a list of questions. Okay. For every guest, I'm gonna try a couple. I'm gonna we'll, try a couple we'll of those. Q and A here. I'm still yeah, a little Q and A. I um, you know, as you know, I'm still very new at this. However, I'm almost done with with season one. Nice. Which I think I'll talk about in my. I'm glad to exit, know that I'm a I'm a finale exit. episode. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, almost. Oh, the big finale. The big finale. The big big finale is uh the um girls' night out. Oh. God. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to have all four. Dude, you should fake an injury, I, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. This is, yeah, this will show whether I can really, you know, Is my aunt going to be, be here for that? Year. Yes. Oh. Well, no. She's going to be, 
your aunt's gonna be like this. Oh, you guys are streaming her. <laughs> be like that. God. And everyone's gonna. I bought this little device. I right now. I'm pointing to a headphone amp. I yeah. bought this because I'm going to need four headphones because they won't be able to hear any, won't be able to hear your aunt if they don't have headphones on. So yeah. Trina's going to have to suffer or she could not listen to her sister either way. She can but, buck up and yeah, do it. She, it's She's not a, a big girl. deal to have, yeah. to have headphones on. I have some lighter ones too that yeah. aren't as noticeable. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, okay. It's, it's all about adapting, so, right? Exactly. It's yeah. all about adapting. But that'll be fun. They've been doing that. Uh, it just amazes me that they've been doing that for so long. I mean, they've yeah. been doing that since before you were born. And yeah. they're still doing it. I mean, they do. They don't do. They don't go out to dinner every time. But they go. I mean, they go to Palm Springs. and they, Yeah. I, they're actually. You know, they're more fun to hang out with than I ever would have thought of. I remember I went to a girls night out dinner. Um, it was like maybe a year ago when I was visiting from Portland and, uh, you know, I hadn't seen my mom in forever. So I was like, screw it. I'm coming to girls night out. And so I remember going though. And, uh, you know, Angela and Elizabeth were cracking me up and, you know, obviously I got dinner paid for. So that was cool. But, um, well, that's the best reason to go. <laughs> exactly. That's, that was the root, uh, that was the root idea. But then I actually ended up really enjoying myself. So, um, mm -hmm. that's going to be an interesting episode for sure. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be very interesting. Four. Yeah. Four. There'll right, be four right, of four, them. Yeah. They the, will be uh, the four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Including the one on the phone, mm -hmm. which that'll, that'll be fun. It'll, it'll be, for one, it's a, a technical challenge. So, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. Um, so let's see. Let me try some of these questions. Let's go. Do you like turtles? Uh, the the animals or the restaurant? Oh, that's good. I've never... <laughs> Either one. I like both. Either one. <laughs> the restaurant a little more than the animal, but yeah. Uh, the, the next couple of questions I already asked you. Oh, wow. I'm all into that. Oh, so I didn't ask you this. You mentioned mm -hmm. you listen to a lot of podcasts. Like, mm -hmm. what do you like? Who do you like? Well, um, so I, I'm really kind of like a mystery buff. So the first one, besides all the sports ones that I could talk about, which is, are kind of bland because it's all just sports shit, you know, mm -hmm. it's all just guys blurting their opinions. Uh, the sports ones are the first ones I got into, mainly Bill Simmons. Um, I kind of hate his podcast now because he kind of said some not very nice things about the Blazers. And so I kind of abandoned him. But um. No, so I listened to one called Up and Vanished that a Facebook friend uh, put me on to. And that was like a total mystery one where this kid uh, started his own podcast and he kind of dug into the biggest, quote, biggest mystery in Georgia. And uh, he went down to this town where this, this girl had disappeared and just they just never figured it out. You know, she just disappeared from her house one day. No one ever found her. And um, he's kind of started digging around the town. And uh, as the series goes on, I don't want to say too much about it for those who haven't listened, but mm -hmm. uh, he actually ends up making an impact in the case and oh, just cool. by starting this podcast. Uh -huh. So it'd be like if you uh, found a, a case that really interested you and you went out to, let's say, like, uh, say you went out to the Dalles or something because it was a really small town and uh, you just kind of started nosing around and recording people talking mm -hmm. and then you made an impact on an open case mystery that's that's really interesting because yeah. uh, there's one that I've probably mentioned on this podcast at least three times called S Town that I think you would really like. Shit Have you town. ever heard that? Yep. Yeah, yep. Listen Shit to that. Town. Okay, that was, that was uh, God. That was it's. I need to listen to that. Amazing because yeah. it you don't know what's going on. No, I mean from the very first moment you're like this is so bizarre, but um, you know the big 
what made it so interesting was not just the story, but the guy is just so interesting to listen to. He is. He just it, it, so it sounded like a one a kind of one of those types that was just kind of a. I'm not going to say evil genius, but just kind of, he was mad, but he sounded brilliant. Right. He sounded very brilliant. He sounded like somebody who not only thinks outside the box, but like miles outside the box. Miles. Yeah. And you don't know. You're like, okay, is this, is he crazy? Well, and what was it that he hid? He like hid something and couldn't find it again or something. Oh, I'm not going to even, I'm not going to get it. And I don't want to give anything because when I, a friend of mine said, listen to this, listen to this, listen Mm -hmm. to this. It was the first podcast I'd ever listened to. I finally was going on a trip. I was going to Seattle or something. So I'm like, okay. (laughs) And uh, just immediately I was like, oh, this is incredible. This is like, I shouldn't be surprised because it's an NPR production. Yeah. And I know they know what they're doing, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I really liked great. not knowing about the story really helped. And especially yeah. as it goes on and it unfolds and it like takes a big, big turn and you're just going, what the? Yeah, yeah. shit town, good one. Anyway. Whenever, um, uh, just to touch on that uh, for a sec though, I feel like whenever you go into something with really just no expectations, that's where you really get the quality, either viewing or listening, whether it's a movie, a podcast, whatever. If you if you have zero expect or expectation for it, that's where I've found that I enjoy those uh, experiences the most. And I don't know if you can relate to that. At all. I can relate to that a lot. Not only zero expectations, but a lot of times um, I like to, a lot of times I've had a really good experience when I've had, when I've had less than zero expectations. I, I just, what was the movie I just watched? Um, Game Night. I, Game oh, Night looked yeah. like really dumb. Yeah. I, I just thought, oh, this totally. is another really stupid movie. Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, that's got Bateman, right? Yeah. Well, that's my it's guy. got Bateman that's in my it. my guy. And uh, I, it was because I had zero expectations, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a genius movie, but it's fun. It's really funny. Yeah. It, it's well done. Yeah. So I totally agree. Um, you're, yeah. Having low expectations often helps. Uh, and it is. It's still, I mean, I totally agree when you, when you've read a book, it's harder to, to watch something. It's much easier to read the book after if you're going to read, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's good to read books, read books, kitties. Well, and what, you know, and, uh, on the, on the contrary to that statement I made earlier, um, those, you know, one of the best parts about reading a book is kind of making up your own idea of what people look like, or, you know, you get your own fix on a character. However, um, like, like I remember like series of unfortunate events, which is kind of like the kids books, even though they're fun to read as an adult. But um, mm-hmm. I remember when the movie came out, I was so upset that the boy and the girl didn't look like I had pictured them. And, um, and I, I just remember that feeling. I was like, you know, I'm never doing this again. I'm never, <laughs> I'm never watching a movie after I'd read the series and, and, and loved it, you know, because it just kind of, not quite ruined it for me, but I couldn't read the books after that. Oh, that's after. interesting. That and that's too bad. And I mean, that happens with every. That happens so much with comic books. I mean, comic book movies are the biggest thing in the world right now. But when mm-hmm. they first started coming out, when Batman came out with Michael Keaton, yeah, there was a lot of he's not two hundred twenty five pounds. Yeah, that guy cannot be Batman. And then the movie, <laughs> I mean, it comes out and it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's funny. It's fun. It's like who cares? Yeah. <clears throat> it's Michael Keaton. Yeah. He is Batman now. Totally. Get over it. Yeah, and that's and, you, know, you know, I guess that's the proactive way to approach it. But um 
But, you know, so I guess when you watch a movie or a series first and then read the books, you you don't get that like kind of special place in your head where you got to make up these characters or whatever. But at least at least you're not doing it the other way where your entire idea of these characters you've already made up just gets ruined. It's you true. Know? Yeah. I, you, and that is you hard. You got to pick one of the poisons, right? You got to pick one of the poisons. Yeah. I actually worked on a, a cartoon called The Tick. You ever heard of The Tick? No. And it's a it's a cartoon based on a comic book and the comic book is more in the realm of um adult humor. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is more adult humor. So the show had to slice the hell out of it to make it work. It's on again now. They have a live version on Amazon. Nice. So it's it's a hilarious show. It's a a superhero parody. Okay. So the tick is this big blue temple of justice and he's a superhero and there's all these other made up superheroes. And in the comic book, they use the, I, these names that I guess he lost because they don't use them on the new show, but the names were hilarious. Deflator mouse was the Batman <laughs> character and uh, all these different things. And, uh, st- um, but it was a hilarious show. So I was working on the cartoon. So I would watch the Saturday morning cartoon. And it's still funny. Yeah. And then when I went and read the comic, I mean, they're hilarious. They are, there's just so much, even though they're comic books, there's so much more in them than we could possibly put on TV. And even uh-huh. the scripts, I was kind of part of the people that would get, that would read the scripts when we, when the guy wrote them and he was the comic book writer and it was Saturday morning TV. So we'd have to scratch out. No, no, yeah. Can't, we can't, sorry, we can't do that. Is this like a deer tick? <laughs> it was hilarious. No, it's a, it's hard to explain. He's a big, big blue temple of justice. He's a, huh. a giant blue. He's this big, like muscly guy in a blue suit yeah. who can leap buildings. He can't fly, but he can leap really far. He's extremely strong. You can't really kill so him. He's like the Hulk. He does. He's kind of like the Hulk, but yeah. normal, not that big. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's more like a giant person, and uh, he doesn't know where he comes from, and he doesn't know where the suit came from. And Sounds a lot. That like kind of slowly unfolds. Yeah. In, in the show, and then he's he's, like, I mean, he can speak and stuff, so he's not yeah. like the Hulk, but he can't. He's really well. I don't want to say stupid. He's really naive. Yeah. So it it's really fun what happens because he's so naive. All he knows is like all he knows is good and bad, good and evil. That's all he knows. And I swear, all these evil. superheroes are just fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just that's, well, not okay, not that's, stupid. That's kind of the point just, of this. They just act so heavily on their emotions and don't always like rationally think things out. You know. Yeah. And, and this is kind of the opposite, where he has no emotions. All he has is this. Yeah. This one idea, basically. Yeah. Justice. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Should watch watch the tick. What was what was the original question again? Uh, <laughs> I feel like we I lost it completely. There. Yeah. yeah. It, it's uh let's see, I'm going down here. Oh, it was just about your favorite podcasts. Right, right. About right. Your favorite podcast. Um, yeah, one last one I wanted to mention was uh um serial. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, okay. I you, haven't listened you to haven't it. Listened to serial. I haven't listened oh, to it. Dude. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. You serial. should just probably cancel your plans for the next like week or so. Notes. Well, they made a HB. Speaking of HBO, you might need that password back because they made a documentary series about it too. I'll get that from you. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can. <laughs> I will get that. I think Zach's kind of given up um, on protecting his I'm password protecting at this point. Ever. So, yeah. So he doesn't figure that he can change it. He doesn't know how to do that. Oh, he can. I think that he just knows that he's nice. That kind of. Uh, I think there'd be uproar if he did that. So he'd be banned from Facebook and Twitter. And stuff. yeah, I think a few people would stop talking to him. So. <laughs> So, 
just if you ever do start a podcast, this is something I read recently, which probably makes a lot of sense. I'm doing it just so you know, I'm doing it all wrong. I'm do I'm uh, in. I'm in a, um, my podcast is like millions of others, so I don't have a niche. Uh So if you start something, that's why the sports podcasts, they probably do really well Mm -hmm. because um, there's not as many of them. Mm -hmm. So if you start something like about sports, if you start a podcast about um, packing crates, then they would probably do better because there's no other podcast about packing crates. Yeah. So um, just just something that I think is is interesting. I, I, I can't just... That I can't just like boil my conversations down to you know one kind of specific. That's uh, genre. That's my problem exactly. I mean, um, I have an overall. My overall view is to put a more positive message into the world because I think there's a lot of negative messages in broadcasting right now, mm-hmm. and and they're there for a reason. And you know, several podcasts I've listened to talk about this, where um, hate, anger. It sells right now. That's what's selling. Mm-hmm. So that's what people are pushing. So I'm well, trying to put a make a little corner of light in the world. And, yeah. You know, to, to, I think that not always happy thoughts because I've had some depressing thoughts on the show. But <laughs> uh, you know, try and put out more more positive messages. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm behind that. I think that right now it's um, I hate to say things kind of suck as they are, but. Uh, it's like everywhere I look, it's like, you know, the planet's dying, the president's an asshole. Um, all true. But um, it'd just be, it'd be, it's always good to have like, you know, a, a little bit of equilibrium there and balance. And, it's good to have balance. And yeah. I think um, one of the things that makes people so angry about certain situations, I mean, people, <laughs> in my opinion, people aren't angry enough about the global warming. But mm-hmm. politically, um, it's just all about making people mad. And mm-hmm. the weird thing is that the matter you make, the more, the more likely you are to get votes. And that's terrible. Yeah. And it's why, um, you know, it, we might have to rely on something else to, to, uh, to make the world a better place. We might need to, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm big. My dad was into politics. I've been into politics for way too long. I, mm-hmm. I don't talk about politics on this show because it's, uh, I don't know how to do it without going negative yeah. like in 30 seconds. You know, I could rant. I could have the show just about politics. I wouldn't need any guests. Yeah. I could just rant about it every day. Yeah. But then I would have to watch politics every day. And it's almost, I mean, it's almost to the point where it's unhealthy to, to, oh, it's to participate is. in that. It completely is. Yeah. Um, right now, so uh, this term, when I came back to LCC, I, uh, I had my, my uh, communications teacher, Dan Henry, um, coaches the debate team. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he invited me to come by a debate practice because I told him that I'd love to debate things. And so uh, I went by there and we meet every Friday and kind of just, you know, uh, shout at each other about politics and uh, current, you know, events and issues. And it sucks that all of our policy debates and all of our kind of, um, you know, philosophical debates and stuff, they all revolve around something that is like negatively occurring. Right. And that, you know, what needs change? How can, and, and, the, and what's, what's really hard for elderly folks like myself is that, and you probably don't even realize a lot of the issues you'll be debating about, we were debating about 30 years ago. Sure. And we thought, you know, we all thought, oh, this will be done. Yeah. This will be take. We'll settle this. Yeah. yeah I mean, and it just, well, looking at immigration, I mean, oh. so that's immigration is big right now, but. 
And that's a total bullshit. Yeah. That's a that's a uh, a tactic to keep people from looking at real things. Yeah. That that's sure. not a real issue. It's sure. something to to keep people you know, take people's eye off the ball. But yeah, oh, that's not a political well, podcast. Okay, next question. <laughs> yeah, let's, so, let's, let's move on. Um, <laughs> oh, do you, so you're talking about d- being a journalism. This is, mm-hmm. this is on my list of stuff. What, um, what would be like your dream job or do you even know yet? So speaking of Joe Rogan, I really like what he does. Um, but I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's just something that it's, it's a field that I look at where I'm saying, okay, it's, it's, it's not too, it's not too broad, but it's not too specific, where if you get a journalism degree, it can turn into a ton of things. You can go into podcasting, you can go into writing, you can go into investigative stuff. Um, did I mention broadcasting? No. You did. Um, a, well, a while ago, yeah. Yeah, any degree can be taken anywhere. That's what people need yeah. to understand. It still helps to have a degree in journalism. You learn a lot about the world. Sure. Um, taking but journalism stuff. You know, if, if you are looking into broadcasting, though, it's a little bit harder to, you know, land a broadcasting position with like a philosophy degree. or. Well, n- not in Eugene. I, 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 yeah, not in Eugene. That is true. <laughs> I, I that keep, is true. I keep wondering not where we what are degree they have when yeah. I look at certain journalists. I'm not going to say who. They, they're trying. It's hard. That's hard sure. work. Sure. Do how any, about, any how journalism about mathematics or something? Work. Even though I bet someone with a math degree could. Pop. I don't uh, know. Mathematics is probably going to be even now and going to be one of the most sought after degrees mm-hmm. there is because mathematics relates to um, to science, mm-hmm. which there's not enough scientists. It relates to computers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, computers are math. People forget that. Yeah. It, it relates to all types of things. Global warming science, it's all <laughs> yeah. It's all about math. But, you know, uh, and you can always get two degrees or, you know, major, minor. Sure. However you want to do it. However um, much money you I want to borrow. Think, I also think it takes a lot of courage. It's true, <laughs> unfortunately. I think it also takes a lot of, um, it, it's a lot of work to go into journalism and it takes a lot of, of courage. We need, in my opinion, we need a lot more people who are willing to, um, to take journalism a little further than most, yeah, most people do. I think you know? so. Yeah, and and some it, people it's are a good one. Some well, there definitely there are people. Yeah, but it's getting more rare. But uh, um, yeah, but uh, to kind of answer your question though, as far as dream job goes, um, first the the dream the dream for me is just to not just to have one job, not to have that one something that we're. Mm-hmm. Um, not only have multiple incomes, but just have multiple pursuits, multiple things that um, I'm constantly trying to work towards or get better at, or just, you know, the more you do, the less you wait. So it's like, I really think that, you know, just kind of trying out different stuff really is how we, like I said earlier, kind of trial and error Mm -hmm. is where we find our gold, you know? That's a really good way to look at things. And especially in, in the modern world, because the, you know, a long, long time ago, people used to, well, when my parents had jobs, they they all had like 30-year jobs, and that was the thing, is you work someplace for 25, 30 years, and you retire, yeah. and, and you play golf, but that's right. not how it works that anymore. That sounds so boring, it, dude. It is, it, it, <laughs> to me, me too. I've that, never, yeah. I mean, because I've been a, mu- a struggling musician all my life, Yeah, uh, emphasis on struggling, I've had many different jobs. I've hated many different jobs, but it's still kind of nice that I had all those opportunities to try out different things. I yeah. just I just mean it's I would definitely encourage you to 
try out different things for both those reasons. Um, you know, if you have any kind of entre- entrepreneurial spirit, then mm-hmm. then try starting as many businesses as you can. Because the podcast, I realized after I started it, mm-hmm. I mean, it can just be nothing. It can just be for fun. But I quickly realized, oh, yeah, this is a business. Well, if people, if, if, I, if enough people know, listen, you know, advertisers will start exactly. up and saying, hey, it, can, it, we, yeah. can we stay this on your thing? Yep. But, um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. As far as starting a podcast, though, it's not something that I would do with hopes of making money off of. It'd be a little bit more of a hobby. Which I think is, I mean, I think that's a great way to start. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's just if you stay at it long enough, you may make money at it. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's not a bad thing to start several things like that that maybe someday could turn in. When Joe Rogan started, he had no I he, no. Uh, inkling of making money on a podcast. Well, it's now his number one source of income. I and, mean, he has others, and, but that's his number one thing. And not to really, you know, toot this guy's horn too much, but I, I really think what he does is cool where he is the host of the uh, mixed martial arts, the UFC. Um, he used to be the host of Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. He has his own podcast. You know, he kind of does whatever the fuck people want him to do. Or um, better put, that he does whatever he wants to do. Well, he does whatever he wants to do now. As a as yeah. the um, MMA guy and as the host, of, I mean, he talks about this on his podcast. Doing those other things, he was he, that was a job. Yeah, he could totally. not go totally. on on totally. there and totally. say, "Hey, you stupid ass contestants, yeah. go." Yeah. You know, but the it, job he has now is is a dream job for him because mm-hmm. he is a hell of a talker. He's obviously mm-hmm. really good at what he does. Yeah, but he can have whoever he wants on and say whatever he wants and sit there and and smoke weed with uh, with Elon. Elon, <laughs> which was like no one else has no, done that. that. I mean, the, yeah, they, it was they were drinking whiskey killer. too. And, yeah. yeah, and you really and if you listen, you really did see. You really could pick. You really could see like, oh, that is the mind of a genius. Yeah, we are sitting here listening. Yes, he might sound crazy right now because he really doesn't smoke pot. Yeah, but he's a freak, and well, his mind doesn't work like ours. No, and what was so what's same. so cool about listening to Elon is he'd take about two or three seconds after each question was asked before responding, and that's how you know he is really giving each response delicate thought, and you're getting like each thing that comes out of his mouth at that point is gold. Where you know Joe would ask a question, and then you'd kind of have this awkward three or four second silence. And then he'd respond, and it's like this guy is not just talking, man. He's actually listening, and figure, it's like his brain is a like a machine or something, you know. Like it's 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 sort of like an algorithm or something. He hears the question, and then he computes, and then responds. And it just makes you wonder, God, is this how this guy just lives his life? Is this is this why he's so brilliant? I think because it he's, is. He's putting it each seemed, and, yeah. each and every thought is critical, and he it's hard, you know. I think he's a different type of being yeah. than most of us. Yeah. Um, but that's a big part of it. Yeah. Each each thought is, that's a good point. He really thought about his answers. Like, yeah, most of us just answer quickly. Yeah. Um, or just talk, just spew out uh, whatever. We have a tendency to want to uh, fill up space, fill up air. Yeah. And he didn't seem, he didn't really seem to have that tendency. Even when you see him in his pre- presentations, he'll mm-hmm. do the same thing. Yeah. He won't just like, oh, I got to fill up air. I got to talk. I got to talk. He will, you know, yeah. he will take his time to tell yeah. a story, which um, can be really boring, but also it's, you know, you know, he's not, you just know, he's not saying random shit. Right. right. You know, he's, he's not just saying random shit. Exactly. Thoughts, um, he's some, saying some right. serious, um, I don't know, effort. Yeah. 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 He's saying what he, he believes to be true, which is uh, what <laughs> what we all do, I guess. We just don't, yeah. don't know as much. Yeah. We just don't know as much. 
So I've just about ran out of questions. Um, oh, any any other questions about um, being on a podcast or podcasting or actually anything, any random thing you want to, well, you're I mean, a journalism major. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, right now, uh, so I'm, I, I just talked to an old writing teacher of mine. He, uh, he works down at uh, KLCC on mm-hmm. two days a week or something. And I thought it'd be really cool to kind of maybe march down to KLCC and try to do like an internship over the summer or, you know, maybe a little bit less an internship, just volunteer, whatever, kind of, you know, learn the ropes of um, radio DJing and kind of seeing, you know, all the watching, all the technical uh, tech guys like work the equipment and kind of get a get a and you know idea of how this works even here in kind of your studio i look at some of the stuff and i look at all these knobs and all these blinking lights and just makes me realize that there's so much more going on you know than you really realize because when you listen to these podcasts and radio or whatever else it just sounds like a voice but when you really see everything that goes into it there's so much so much so much more to it so yeah, there is. There's a lot going on on most podcasts. There's very few that are um, just have two microphones and a recorder. There's a couple. Yeah. But even at that, they usually spruce it up for for the uh, the final version. And KLCC is a great place to check out because for yeah. one, they're they're like it's all set. They're all yeah always ready to record voice because that's what yeah. they, that's their thing. Yeah. So it it's uh, definitely a good idea to volunteer or see if you can get an internship. Yeah, just try to Anything be a sponge and just yeah. kind of soak up everything there. But yeah, they have um, nicer mics than this. Yeah. No, nothing against you, AKG, but <laughs> <laughs> they do. So uh, are you are you are, uh, what's your what's your band situation right now? Are, are you guys? Oh, I'm not doing any bands, no right, bands now. right now. No, unfortunately, I messed up my back, so yeah, I haven't been able to right. play drums for a couple of years. Yeah, oh, sorry to hear they, that, man. They just sit here and yeah. yeah. And well, uh, I remember at a, I don't think it was a Eugene celebration. I forget what it was. It was at that park right down there, kind of um, right underneath the Washington Jefferson Street Bridge. There was a big kind of like barter fair going on, and. <sighs> Oh, yeah. You know, it's right out there on the river. Yeah, that um, was the replacement for the Eugene celebration. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And, and it I was, think it was a Left of Yellow set that you guys were. Yeah. Was that Left of Yellow? That was Left of Yellow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember really enjoying it. Cool. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Cool. That was, I loved that band. It, it ended um, suddenly, like yeah. most of my bands do. Yeah. It, it just, uh, you know, the uh, one of the main people couldn't do it anymore for different reasons, and so it was it was very sad, very sad when it ended. But that was a fun gig. I love yeah. those big outdoor gigs are a blast for me because I can play as loud as I want. Oh, totally. I, yeah, I don't have to worry about anything and mic'd up drums, all that. Yeah, and just playing outside. I love playing outside. I've I know um, a lot of guitar players don't like playing outside because their guitar goes out of tune. Yeah, different things, but. Well, there's there's certain yeah. something about not, as a listener being outside too. Um, I am a festival goer, and I'll be going to. Mm-hmm. I'm already kind of gearing up to go to. Um, well, I'll be I'll be at the fair. I go to the fair every year. I don't really consider that a festival though. But uh, there's live outdoor music there, I guess. But um, I'm also gearing up to go to one called Shambhala in Canada, and oh, it's cool. all it's all mostly electronic stuff. But there's some old like hip hop acts there and. Um, little kind of bands, I'm pretty sure, but it's like it's, you know, it's all just built-in outdoor stages. Mm-hmm. And I gotta, t- I gotta say, those are some of the best times, man. Like you just, there, there's something about, I like, I like checking out those acts outdoors so much better than going to like say the Wow Hall, 
or the McDonald Theater, or you know, if you're in Portland, the Wonder and the Forty Five and the Bossa Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it just feels so much different to be outside. You feel way less, um, not just claustrophobic, but like I guess I feel like you're you you. It's, it's easier to relax. Oh yeah, it is. It, outdoor festivals are are awesome. Yeah, that's really that's. A good way to see music for a, a sound engineer. The sound is not as good, but it's you know sure most people don't care. Most people uh, that's a funny thing it. about sound is that most people don't care that much. That's what I'm saying about how this gear that we're playing with here that I've talked about on bot podcast is really <clears throat> more than you need because most people listening to podcasts. Just don't give a damn. I want to make it as good as possible, largely because I have engineering friends and they're yeah. going to say, what are you doing, man? You, you know, yep. the EQ on that mic was terrible or, or yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. But the most, the majority of people, um, don't care. And I'm, you know, I'm sure having you on the podcast and um, once you share it with all your friends, <laughs> then it'll double or triple in size. I will go from, uh, wherever I'm at to, you know. 30 or 40 people listening. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll, try, yeah. I'll do my best to put you on, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I've, I've got a few sound geek friends too. And uh, I'm like in between. Once mm-hmm. once I hear their, you know, if we go, we like to go listen to music together. And once I hear their spiel about why a certain speaker system is better or how the sound is really uh, affected by different kind of landscapes, um, once I have that information, I do recognize it. And it does, you know, either enhance or kind of... Uh, you know kind of make the situation a little bit lesser but um depending on where we are you know right but um right but at the same time you know you go you go listen to music to have fun and re- enjoy it's it true. And whether yeah. whether the sound whether it's the best speakers on the planet or like the fourth best speakers on the planet you know is really not going to you know burst my bubble mm-hmm. it's and, not gonna make that much it's difference. not gonna kill my time no right so, um, but once I know that we, you know, if we're in the, in the midst of listening to some music and really enjoying it, and then I learn that, Hey, these are some of the best speakers in the world. You know, it's that knowing that definitely can enhance the time, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and make you think kind of differently about how that sound is approaching you. We'll just always pretend they are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Whatever festival you go to. I think those are the best speakers in the world. Sometimes, well, once you know, once you know good. something, it, it can time. it can be a gift and a curse. Because I remember I went and listened to somebody at the Wow Hall, and it was just like I was like, do they do they check these things before they turn them on? Like what? I, yeah, no. I was like, this I, uh, is, these are not the the Wow Hall has. I love the Wow Hall. First off, I shouldn't be ragging on them, but um. Yeah, I love the Wow Hall too, but I understand that the sound is not always stellar. I played no. the last time I played there, unfortunately, to a fairly empty house. We had an amazing sound person who like mm-hmm. really knew the system, so yeah. it sounded it sounded incredible. Yeah, but I know it can not always sound that way. Yeah, it, yeah. and I just kind of I was like, "Come on, Wow Hall, you guys have been doing this for a while. You guys should uh, have have a better setup here." And it's it's hard. See, what happens is a band will come in with their own guy. Yeah. And that guy has never, maybe never been in the Wow Hall, or he just thinks it needs to be too loud. Because the Wow Hall is a room. The Wow Hall is a barn. Yeah. So if you turn a speaker up in a barn too loud, 
it's not going to sound good. It yeah. doesn't doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how good the speaker is. Yeah. If you just crank it up a little too much, yeah, it's going to sound terrible. And uh, on the same token, if you just if one instrument is a little bit off, yeah, in a barn, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. But I have, you know, on the other hand, I've heard it sound amazing. So uh-huh. it just it depends on who you got running the sound that day. It's nice. really interesting. When you you go to the Cuthbert, you know, it's pretty much always going to sound good they have oh, really the nice Cuthbert's yeah. money dude i love yeah. that place it's awesome i got to play there one time too and that was a really fun unfortunately it was a short set but it was yeah. a really fun well, experience. And they really they really have the perfect layout because they have room they have room for every every mood and every personality so like you know they have that little carved right. out bowl for somebody if somebody's comfortable dancing in a pack you know where they have limited room between each other mm-hmm. if you're comfortable doing that or if you're in a really amped up mood and you just want to go mosh or push people around or whatever uh-huh you can go down there but if you're feeling like you kind of want to relax and just in, enjoy whatever you're listening to and have your own space to kind of move around and not be bumping into people they have all the grass and then they kind of have the in-between area which is right past the gravel heading down into the bowl and so um and then they have the seats too i, I you know the seats kind of each at least every show that i go to the seats serve little to no purpose because no one's sitting in them because oh i've gotten yeah i've gotten a couple shows where people were sitting down but it, yeah it was probably because it was older people yeah. melissa etheridge nice. there was a lot of people sitting but there was you know not for long yeah <laughs> not for long it's true and the seats are uncomfortable well i so, i don't know yeah. i love sitting at music shows Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So we, me and my music friends. So you do good in friends. Canada. <laughs> I, I heard that Canadians usually sit really? watching music. That's, that, I, yeah. I, I swear I'm like a closet Canadian. <laughs> That's it. Everyone that, everyone that I met in Hawaii from Canada were my favorite people. They... Oh, that's interesting. Something about Canada just gives me kind of the warm and fuzzies and, and, and good vibes all around. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Canada's a Canada's a pretty cool place. Yeah, some good people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one last thing: did you did you uh, so that the book? I'm I'm looking for kind of a ton of kind of book um, suggestions. So you mentioned um, what was the name of the guy we were just talking about? Remind me. Um, oh, Tim Ferriss. No, no. Um, that was way or, way the one who on. you said he, there right. was a, a show was made out of his earlier on. something about 20 oh, catch 22 catch 22 catch yeah. 22 um the if writer. you google that i can't remember the writer it's it's um because uh, he didn't i don't think he wrote a lot of books that but that is a very very famous book and it was written in the 50s or 60s it's about it's about a, a was it bunch james of, something uh it mm, might be oh i could do the uh, i'll do the joe rogan trick wait <laughs> i'm not on the internet there uh, i'll pretend i'm a i'm a tech on the joe rogan show or you could do that too yeah, yeah, we'll see. But we'll see if I can bring we'll it. We'll see. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, okay, I know this is boring for listeners, but I am looking up uh, the book. See, now the thing is, if I was live on the internet, yeah, then someone would have told me by now. Yeah, that this will just take a second. Um, it's just really boring for no. I want well, the movie's fine. Whatever. We we can um, edit this, right? <laughs> no, Joseph Heller. Joseph Heller is the name. I tend not to edit because one, I hate editing. Yeah, and two, this has been good. Yeah, it's, no, it's been, been a, it's been a really good podcast. What do you do when you, you have know. to sneeze? Because I feel one coming on. Um, just go ahead, <laughs> just move away from the mic. <laughs> okay, sweet. <laughs> and you already warned everyone. Yeah, just kind of move away from yeah, the no, mic. No editing, right? 
over here. Well, it went away. No, I, I, I might thought about because it you thought about it too much. Yeah. So Joseph Heller, it's uh, it's an it's a 1970s American black comedy. Nice. And uh, oh, that's I'm sorry, that's the movie. But it's about flyers in World War II. So it's about okay. guys flying bombing missions in World War II. And Sweet. It, it's really about the, you know. It's about a lot of things, but it, it's it emphasizes the army and how totally screwed up it is, and nice and how in, you know how hard it is um, to to do that. But it's just it's funny stuff. Yeah, you should watch the series first. Yeah, then read the book because yeah, the book will uh, may not ruin it. It's a pretty good series. Okay, uh, so that's a good place. Well, to, yeah, the reason ahead. I ask, I was kind of kind of eager to bring out books because i was i, I know I, in the text i sent you with some information um i sent you the one that i'm reading right now called ego is the enemy oh yeah yeah and yeah. i was i was kind of hopeful that you'd ask me about it so let's pretend that you did so what about that book you sent me a text about uh, ego is the enemy yeah yeah there we go there we go here we are oh uh, well yeah no i'm 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 kind of in the middle of it right now and i'm i'm pretty obsessed with it because it's a lot of it is uh, ringing true and there's, I, I just kind of wrote down a few notes about it here, but uh, it's one that I'm going to recommend to you. Hey, who wrote it? Um, gosh, what the fuck is the guy's name? Um, I don't know. I, it's in the text. It's in the text I sent you. Oh, okay. That's uh, that's all right. I'll look it up. I'll put it in. We spent enough time. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Find names yeah, for definitely. authors here. No, that's why I have to have a crew. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, sooner or later, but um. No, well, it's it's written by a guy who actually had a lot of early onset success. Um, he moved to Hollywood when he was like 21 and was writing and helping produce a lot of big time TV shows and stuff. And I think within a few, you know, within a few years, he made a few million dollars and then he just kind of floundered out. Um, but this, the reason I also thought this would be kind of cool to to bring up this book is because I found it through listening to a podcast. Um, one that I forgot to mention, which is actually my favorite podcast. I listen to it every week. It's a CJ McCollum's podcast. He's one of the Blazers. He's like the one of the best players on the Blazers. He's my favorite player in the NBA. But um, he's got a weekly pod, and it's something that I really look up to because uh, he, you know, he's some somebody who does multiple pursuits now. He, you know, he plays professional basketball, and he has a really successful podcast. Um, the podcast is obviously, uh, you know, it's a uh, the podcast success is is a, is a bit of a byproduct of him being in the NBA. Well, yeah, but um, he has a bit of a leg up there. Yeah, but but what's he, it called? What's the name of his podcast? Uh, the Pull Up Podcast. The Pull Up. Yeah, um, but he is also a journalism major, and uh, he's somebody who's kind of influenced me to go into it. But uh, he was kind of over this last summer. He was raving about this book he just read called "Ghost the Enemy," and so I went ahead and bought it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of wrote down a couple tidbits here but uh the pretty much the the overall kind of why i think this book is really important and it's really like rung true to me and i think it would really hit a lot of people um in an important place is that the idea is that like you know our, our ego is pretty much you know your ego is not something that's just attached to arrogant people it's also attached to people who kind of hate themselves and aren't feeling very motivated or feel like they you know feel like life isn't going their way or they've got something kind of ruling against them. It's pretty much just any sense of self-inflation. So somebody who's having ego problems can be somebody who's a little too arrogant or somebody who's having ego problems is, can be somebody who thinks that just kind of hates themselves and thinks that they suck, you know? And um, 
I think that that kind of idea and premise is really, really important for all kind of us, for everybody to kind of understand that, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, um, the idea is like, you know, just don't, don't, don't get too high and too low pretty much at any point in your life. And that your, your inflated sense of self is always going to be something that kind of comes back negative. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. And the fact, well, everyone has an ego. It's exactly, it's, not, it's, we, it's, it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. You've, you've got to have it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Russell Brand talks a lot about <laughs> ego in his podcast. Yeah. If you ever watch that, um, listen to him. He's gone through quite a journey. So his podcast yeah, has, is, a, yeah, his podcast is very spiritual oriented and he talks about how he still has a massive ego, uh-huh. but he's working on that not being the main focus of his life because it was the main focus of his life for a long time and it got him in a lot of trouble and it, yeah. you know, it did lead to, uh, I mean, to some big problems and a lot of times people that we think are egotistical or they come across as egotistical, uh, you, it's kind of like you were saying that ego is not, um, they're not necessarily happy. No. Know? And uh, it's, it shouldn't it's be tied. Hiding. It shouldn't be tied to arrogant people who, right. You look at somebody and you might think, wow, they they have a really inflated sense of self and they think, you know, they just think they're the shit. But, um, I mean, it's, it, you know, through reading the book, I've kind of, you know, it's, it goes into some things looking at people who, nothing they do is ever good enough for themselves. Right. You know, and people who are just never like, uh, I don't know. They're, they're never, you might look at some of the most successful people in the world and they think that they suck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of an on, I've heard that theme from a lot of extremely successful people, especially when you talk about actors and musicians. It's one of the things that drives them is you might think they have a, a big ego, but in fact they have, their ego is, it's the kind of the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They never think they're good enough. They're ne- they never think they're, they're doing enough. And, yeah. you know, it's true with, uh, sometimes a lot of times with very driven people and it can, you know, often be, uh, yeah, can be a big problem. Yeah. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, you have people who do kind of suck, but they just think they're great and they think that they are fantastic, but you know, the hottest piece of shit to ever walk the earth, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I I hate to mention the president, but he's kind of a good example of that where he, he has had a lot of success, but he's done a lot of, he's, he's, he's done a lot of poor things, but I don't think he'll ever look at himself and say, you know, I'm, I can't do this or I'm bad at this or, um, this could use some work. Right. Right. Well, like, yeah. And, and according to a lot of us on the political side of the spectrum that I am on, he has got, he's a mental illness that, yeah. that you know, it goes way beyond ego. It's a, that's a, a whole nother thing mm-hmm. that uh, I'll get to never because yeah. this right. podcast not is not what we do. I know. <laughs> it's not what I do, yeah. but uh, I need to stop going to debate that, practice. Yeah. No, it's yeah. debate practice is good. I think though, I think that's a really good, uh, it's my outlet. Really, it's a good mind exercise too. Mm-hmm. It's just a good exercise for your yeah. mind. So uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up here. Okay. Um, thank you've been you for, listening. Thank you for having me on, man. I'll get there. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. 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 <laughs> I thought I thought we were there. It's <laughs> coming. <laughs> oh, my guest today has been Cameron Lindsay. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, it was really awesome having you. It, you. You. Uh, I hope that you do start a podcast one day because you're good at it. 
Thank you. And you've been listening to Were You Still Talking? This is Joel Albrecht with my special guest, Cameron Lindsay. And uh, hope you come back soon. The, the next podcast, I rarely know who's going to be on next, but this time I do. It's going to be four people who've had a girls' night out going for it, over, I'll just say over 20 years. I know I'm pretty safe saying that. Okay, uh, so we, we'll be back real soon and be good to each other.